Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 41 of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Uh, I saw there's a trailer for The Eternals and I'm very excited about that. Hell yeah, dude. And, uh... Yeah, I have also seen there's a bunch of stuff on the internet where people are like, ugh, the Eternals. Like, when will Marvel stop trying to make the Eternals happen? And, like, a number of people, like, unnecessarily essing on the Eternals in general and also on this trailer specifically, to which I say the Eternals rule, they've always ruled, and those people are dead in their hearts. Like, I love the Eternals. The Eternals are great. Like... I, I do. Yeah, the the thing is that the Eternals are very rarely like an active part of the Marvel Universe. And so I can definitely see people just like, you know, there's, there's no familiarity with these characters. You know, like even I, as like a dyed in the wool Marvel zombie, like can only remember at any given time the name of like maybe four Eternals. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you got Makari and Icarus and Circe sure. and Zuras and Sprite and Druig, and, and then there's the, and there's Ajax oh, as well, his name and Athena. But I know these oh, names right now. But I know these names right now because I was just looking at the cast list for the movie. Like, you know, like two weeks oh, well, ago. I haven't looked at the cast list. No, no, no I think I could have done that same one too. I really like. <laughs> I really like the Eternals. You really like the Celestials, and the Eternals are, are like the Eternals are the thing that make the Celestials be around in those books, and I think that's most of the reason you're into them. I uh, I do also really like the Celestials, but I like the Eternals. I like the Eternals quite a bit. You know what I like? Anyway, so I'm good. I like Denji Sentai Mega Ranger, which is good because we're about to talk about an episode of it, episode forty one. In fact, it is called Snapped: The Blue Terror, Nezi Blue. I think we I think we got that from the Blue Terror. Uh, yeah, we, yes, I don't we think did. you I, needed to like yeah. fully specify. Uh, we're going to talk about it, Dave, of course. But before we get into that, we shining in the heavens. There are five stars. It's our officially award winning opening segment. Dave, what is our first star of the week? So our first star of the week, Matt, is that neither you nor I nor anyone related to us won Ohio's Vaximilian. Well, not, so not, why not did the I first even... round? Not the first round. I'm going to say, if I go through all five rounds of this and I don't win a million dollars in the lottery, I just, why did I even get this stupid vaccine? Right? Well, you know, Dave, I think that's a really good question. Um, there's also a chance that somebody could get a full ride to college, I think. But I think we're too old for that. And also, we yeah. already went to college. I am. Yes, I did already go to college. Yeah, it's two drawings. So if you're not familiar with... If you're not familiar, if this all sounds insane to you, it's been in the national news. I love this idea. Governor DeWine of Ohio has announced a new incentive for people to get vaccinated, which is once a week for five weeks, He each week he is auctioning off a million dollars. Or not, not auctioning auction. off. Sorry. he's uh, It's not an auction. He's raffling off, I guess. It's a sweepstakes. He's raffling off. It's a sweepstakes. A million dollars. For an adult or 
a full ride plus like room board and book stipend for a teenager to any uh, Ohio State school. Yeah, to just as like if you haven't. Yeah, if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, like go get the vaccine. You could win a million dollars. And I, I feel like I'm hearing a lot of people say, like, "Oh, this is frivolous." There's so many better ways to spend the money. I actually like, in the grand scheme of things, five million dollars is not that much money. And if you can get people to be like, "Man, maybe I would get a million dollars," like that just feels like a really cheap bribe that like might actually be effective. And I think it's, apparently the numbers did go up. Is like it's a it's a no brainer. I think right, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, there's such there would be such better ways to spend that five million dollars to try and get people vaccinated." Like what billboards? Really? Come on, what? <laughs> yeah, what's what's your plan, Chief? What do you got? I yeah. love the vaccinillion idea. I'd love it more if I won it. Well, sure. I mean, that you know, goes and it, what's crazy? So check it out. So there's five drawings. There's two so far. Two point seven million people have registered uh, in the drawing. I don't know what is the breakdown of like adults to kids. Uh, let's say it's like two thirds adults, right? So it's like what one eighteen, one point eight million people. Five drawings on one point eight. Well, four left. Four drawings on one point eight million people. Those are actually much better odds than the real lottery. Way better. Yeah, like dramatically better. So I'm holding out hope, man. It'll pay off the mortgage. I'd be excited. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Dave, what is our second star of the week? Our second star of the week, Matt. We had a little break off, but it's Bun Vulcan. Welcome to Bun Vulcan. Ooh, what do you got for us this week, Dave? Yes, so I had been taking a, a kind of an extended break from break baking. I, I think I mentioned this a little while ago. Yeah. But this past weekend, it was our buddy Tim's birthday. And I said, hey, uh, let me make you a cake. And he's like, oh, man, that'd be awesome. Like, that's so cool of you to do. And I was just like, dude, it would be a genuine pleasure. Like, I heard your birthday was coming up. I got excited, A, because you're my friend and I love you, and B, because it would be an opportunity to make a cake that I could then take out of my house, right? Right. So I said, I said, uh, you're a Cleveland Italian boy. Why don't I make you a Cleveland Casada? And he's like, oh, dude, you don't want to make that. It's such a pain. I was like, no, no, no. It'll be a blast. Cleveland Cassata. Now, this is a weird story because if you say Cassata cake and you're not from Cleveland and you know what a Cassata cake is, you might be confused because everywhere else in the world, it's like this traditional Sicilian cake. It's like a pound cake with like a citrus ricotta filling with like nuts and candied fruit and stuff. Yeah. In Cleveland and Cleveland only... If you say cassata cake, it's something completely different. It was just invented by like this bakery. And elsewhere, you might see it called Cleveland cassata. It's basically, it's white cake with uh, custard and strawberries. In the, it's a white layer cake with custard and strawberry filling. And then instead of frosting, frosting, it's whipped cream. It's a great, it's great. cake. I had never made one before. Yeah. And Tim was like, oh, you don't want to make Her all that. I was like, no, I really... Well. Yeah, she does. She does. And so I was like, no, I really do. And 
Uh, so I made one and modestly speaking, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I ate some. It was great. Yeah, so I used a uh, Sally's Baking Addiction. I love Sally's Baking Addiction. Uh, her recipe for best vanilla cake, and mm-hmm. it was just like, it had buttermilk in it, which was a surprise to me. Love that. So it had buttermilk in it. Yeah, buttermilk and cake flour. So super tender crumb, very moist, but still pretty light. Uh, I used a pretty standard uh, creme pâtissier or custard uh, recipe, and macerated some strawberries, and whipped cream it was a blast to make and delicious to eat uh that's the end of the story i was just stoked i had never done this cake before turned out great uh i made more bread last week it was good i should probably put some dough together tonight after we record (laughs) but that's all i've got for bun balkan yeah it wouldn't be a bad idea i think next so next week is the last week of school and i think i'm gonna make uh, cake to bring into school as like a hey we made it through this terrible school year oh that would be have nice. some cake everyone yeah i think it would be nice and again fun because i like to make cakes what matt is our third star of the week dave our third star of the week is a catch-all uh star that i am just going to call the man about town now if you will recall in years past i have discussed how i'm sure i've brought this up on the show but I know we've talked about it. This is something of an ongoing project for you. Right. I used to have a thing that I called the Man About Town Project, which was I liked to go out to things and be around people and sort of like see and be seen around, you know, like the near west side of Cleveland specifically. I wasn't trying to go like all over town, but I wanted to, you know how you see people around and you're like, oh, I know that guy. Or if somebody says, like, do you know such and such? And you say, no, but I'd probably know him if I saw him. And then you see them, and you're like, I, of course, know that person. And you're like, oh, right, that guy. Like, yeah, natch. Th- like, that person is, like, so-and-so's friend. I saw them at this art gallery one time, like, when we were both at this, like, Third Friday event. And, you know, we talked once for five minutes. You know, like just Sorry, man, back up for like two seconds. No, just help me out real fast. A third Friday event. Oh, sorry. There is a um in Cleveland on the west side on West Seventy Eighth. There is the uh, or Seventy Fifth. Yeah, uh, West. It's in the West Seventies. I can't remember the name, which is dumb because the name of the studio is the number of the street that it's on. I anyway, uh, the third Friday of every month in the, in an, in a regular year. Um, this building was originally the, um, the, like the creative studios for American Greetings, the, the greeting card company. And so the whole building is just broken up into these little like artist studios because that's what it was initially, right? Like corporately. But now all of those things are like owned or like, you know, leased out individually. And so artists just have these like little studio spaces and once a month, on the third oh, Friday cool. of the month, they, like, you know, clean up their space and they put out the stuff that they want to showcase. You know, they put price tags on some of it. People open bottles of wine and you just sort of wander around from, like, you know, art studio to art studio, like, looking at stuff and sipping wine. I don't do it a ton. Dude, that sounds really nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a, that a cool thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, like, I like to go to those things enough that I can be one of those people that people are like, ah, that guy, right? Um, anyway, so 
like now that the world has opened back up, I'm in this weird spot because I'm trying to go out as much as I can, right? You know, we're, you know, responsibly, mm-hmm. but you know, I've, I've got a lot of, I, I'm trying to make up for lost time a bit. You know, yeah, just I'm, uh, I'm trying not know, to go too hard. In, insert but. right. Listen, insert the appropriate disclaimer uh, of your choice. Every, go ahead. Right, but I've just got a lot of like uh, backed up social currency that I need to like spend. It's been burning a hole in my pocket. You know, um, legit. And so I've been trying to do that a lot. Now the thing is, I'm not like there will be things that will come up where it's like ah. There is, like, you know, a art show or a, you know, let's go to the movies or something. And I'm not doing any of that. Like, all that I'm doing is I'm, like, going to bars and sitting in people's backyards. And, like, that's it. Which is not terribly exciting. But it is just, like, I want to be, like, outside with people talking to them as much as possible. And it's just eating up a ton of my time. But not in a way that there's anything (laughs) interesting to talk about. Because it's just like, yeah... The other day, I went to a friend's backyard, and we had, like we lit a fire, and we drank some beers, and then eventually I went home. Like, that's not a terribly interesting story. That's not the sort of thing I normally bring to uh, the five stars here. Uh, but it's really good, and it still feels extremely novel. Like, it feels like almost, like almost illicit, because like we've been so like unable to do it for so long. Um, and it's really good. I was... A, a, a weird thing is that uh, some of the bars, their hours have changed since last I've been there. Because, you know, like, there weren't as many people out. It's been hard to keep staff. Um, and so some of them are just, like, cutting hours. So, like, a few days a week, they'll just close early. And there was this one time uh, a couple of days ago where it's just like, oh, like, the... The bar, like, the bar was closing. It was 11 p.m. I was not out at, like, you know, 2.30 in the morning on a Monday. I was out until 11 on a Monday. But there was this one moment where I was like, I haven't closed down a bar in ages. Like, but, you know, it was, it was like closing down the bar, like, with training wheels on. It was like, you know, it wasn't the real staying up until, like, actual close. But I just happened to be there when it closed early. But that's fine because I haven't been out in a year. <laughs> no, and so that's, I have, yeah, I'm that's sort of exactly. easing myself back in. Not that I'm planning to ease yeah, that's, myself that's back in. Yeah, that's not into, a bug, man. That's a feature. Yeah. No, great job. I'm not planning to ease myself back into staying up until 2.30 on a Monday. That's, uh, I feel like maybe taking last year at home... That is a yeah. You know, no, I support you in that. That is a that's a, that's a way for me to grow, perhaps. Uh, not that I did that a ton anyway. Dave, what is our fourth star of the week? So our fourth star of the week, Matt, it's house update. My house update is pretty minor, uh, but I'm getting new windows. I'm getting new windows in the house, which is awesome. That's very exciting. Because it's very old, windows. yeah. Well, most, it's, yeah, like upwards of a hundred years old at at this point, and they're just like drafty, and it's like some of the sills are like rotted out. But our old buddy Jared 
has a company and uh, they're getting into Windows and he was just like, hey, I'm doing Windows now. And I was just like, that's a, I actually ran into his brother like before the pandemic started. And I was like, Joel. And he was like, Dave? Chew the fat, chew the fat, catch up, catch up, catch up. We're doing Windows. And I was like, that's amazing. So stoked you guys are doing Windows because every human being that's ever tried to sell me a window has been a crook and I and like a charlatan. Yeah. But you guys are like super old friends, so I totally trust you. And then uh, so once we got everything sorted out with like vaccines and blah, 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 I gave Jared a call. I was like, dude, come on out. We'll catch up. Uh, we'll have some beers and you can sell me some windows. And he's just like, that sounds amazing. So um, I'm going to get some new windows in my place. Very exciting. Which is very exciting. What, Matt, is your house update? I think you uh, had something, right? Yeah, my house update is that I, uh, back at the beginning of this project, I needed to get like permits for all the like plumbing and electrical mm-hmm. stuff. And so today, yeah. a an inspector from the city came out just to be like, hey, you know, like we're checking in on the progress of the work that you got permits for. Just to say, like, do, wait, if do, it's good. Do they call you ahead of time, or do they just sort of, like, show oh, up? Oh, no, like, like, we made hey. an appointment. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. like, the city emailed me and said, hey, when can we come by? I called the guy. We made an appointment. He showed up. Um, But what's really nice... More reasonable, less exciting. Right. Um, Yeah, I feel like that would be... There's a different word than just, like, house inspector for that. That is, like... I don't know. Maybe it's still house inspector, but inspector is now spelled with a K, like, mm. like slightly more sinister. <laughs> uh, so what's nice now is that I've basically I've gotten a preliminary um, like go ahead from him, like with all the electrical stuff. So now I can start like covering up wires and like putting in insulation and hanging drywall, which is great because oh, right now. Oh, yeah, like, no, that totally. Yeah. Because, you know, like totally you need to leave that sense. stuff open until the city looks at it, because otherwise they can't look at it, and they're not a big they're not gonna be a big fan of that. Yeah, it did not occur to me <laughs> until you just said it that they would not let you put the drywall up until they came and looked at the wires and I stuff. mean, listen, they'd let you put it back up, but they're gonna make you take it back down. <laughs> um so yeah, that's really exciting for me because uh, that's like a big next step. Uh, it does mean that I just ordered, like, $1,000 worth of drywall and insulation to be delivered to the house, which is such a boring way to blow a grand, you know? Like, there's like there are so many more interesting ways to spend $1,000. Yeah, that is a... that. Well, okay, now, now, uh... Okay, maybe not interesting, I guess, but... It definitely does make the pants out of just having like studs instead of walls. So well, I would true. say that is true. Walls Dave. are exciting, walls is what I would exciting. say. The end yes. product is absolutely thrilling. <laughs> absolutely thrilling. Because when you think about it, when you've bought a house, mostly what you've bought is walls. Yes, and then I took all of mine down. So it was like I was. Not, I'm not. I was. I'm not really getting the utility out of that house that I was hoping <laughs> to when I first bought it. Not yet. <laughs> You know, I'm paying for the utilities. I'm not getting the utility. Dave, what is our fifth and last star of the week? Matt, our fifth and last star of the week. It's unnecessarily strident opinions. Okay, Dave. So I feel like we almost need to rename this uh, unnecessarily strident opinions about food because that's the only thing we've talked about so far. Okay, that's fair. 
I mean, we we should probably leave I it guess open. I guess I could develop. I've got very strident opinions on, for example, James Joyce. The thing is, I don't. I really don't. My my strident opinion about James Joyce is, I'm probably not going to get around to reading James Joyce. That's not a strident opinion. That's just a fact. Dave, the food topic in particular that we'll be discussing this week is toast doneness. How done should your toast be? Okay, Matt, there's something I... Okay. There's something I need to look up before I can answer that question for you. Give me give me a hot second, if you would. I'll give you a hot second. I'll give you all the time I, you need. Here's just... I just want to... Uh, I want to be as specific as possible about this. Because the appropriate toast doneness, Matt, is uh, whatever doneness it is, where it's like about 100 degrees... That's what I want, and here's why. Because butter melts at 95 degrees, and I want my toast just done enough to melt butter. Okay. Now, I don't All right. to... I want I my... Yeah, no. I want my toast, like... Ba- I want it, like, barely toast. You just want now, hot I will bread. accept. No, no, no. If I wanted hot bread, I could put it in like a microwave or something. All right. No, I still want it to be toast. I know. And to be clear, I will accept toast that is more done than that. All right. But my ideal toast is basically barely, barely. It's like just crossed over the threshold. Maybe a little bit of color. All right. And here's why. All right. Because... Once you like the point of uh, toast overdoneness, like the it's a it's an exponentially accelerating curve. That's true. Okay, yeah. So once you start to get past that, the danger of overdone toast is is enormous. And and I'm pretty and and overdoneness is my threshold for overdoneness is fairly low. I don't want a bunch of the bread crumbs to like be scraped off the top of the bread and into the butter. I don't want that. Ideal toast doneness, barely toast. See now, however, I'm not actually that far off from you. But I'll let you finish. I was going to say, I have a slightly more strident opinion about this, Matt, which is this is that fried bread is better than toast. You, you, so you're talking about like the sort of bread that you that comprises a grilled cheese sandwich, but without the cheese in the middle and only yes. one piece of bread. Uh-huh, yeah. The best version of toast is not actually toast, all right? Uh, the best version of toast is you just butter bread and then you grill it on a flat pan or a griddle or something. That's... The best toast is not actually toast. Okay, but that's... Okay, I'm going to reject this, because that's just a different food. That's not that's not toast anymore. That's like saying my favorite... Like, the best toast doneness is French toast, because it's got eggs in it. Well, yeah, eggs are good, but I'm not asking you what, like, what other kind of hot bread concoction you're interested in. The best version of toast well, isn't okay. a croque-monsieur. Like, like, that's not... Well, that's okay, not the question. Hold- does okay. Well, now wait a minute. Is 
Does it have to be? So you're like, so I guess just to clarify, you're saying that if I don't do it in a toaster or toaster oven, it's not, it's other, because here's what, here's what I want Did out of my toast. you specifically said that your favorite toast is not toast. And now you're trying to tell me that that thing that you said wasn't toast, in fact, is toast. And I'm, that's not, okay. that's not good. It is not, okay, I, I, admittedly, it is not, strictly speaking, toast, but I think that is a matter of, there is a degree to which this is uh, a matter of semantics, and here's why. Here's what I want out of toast, all right? Mm -hmm. I want a sort of pillowy inside that remains Mm -hmm. absorbent for, like, eggs or something. I want a crispy, buttery outside all right those are like those are the factors that i'm looking for from toast okay uh now putting it in a toaster and then putting butter on that that's a fine way to achieve that i'm saying the better way to achieve the things that i actually want from toast are is is to fry it are you a toaster guy or a toaster oven guy I am a toaster guy uh, only as a matter of convenience. I am. I a, own a toaster oven. See, I'm a toaster oven guy. I don't have a, to- a toaster. I, I only have a toaster oven. Um, but what I really like about a toaster oven is uh, there's two things. Thing number one is that the door of the toaster oven retains some of the moisture that is being released from the bread as it's being toasted. And so, like, it doesn't all just get released out the top. It sort of, like, holds in, which I think allows the bread to, like, the interior of the bread to stay more, like, moist and chewy um, for longer so that you get a bigger difference between the, like, the chewy interior and the crunchy exterior of the toast. And also, totally you, makes sense, man. You can watch it because it's got the glass door, and you can like, you know, I, I like those grill marks on my toast. Like, I want there to be some color on both sides, not a ton, but I do want some color on both sides. But as you say, once the color starts, like that ramps up very quickly. There's actually, um, I've talked about the show a few times on in the five star segment, the Going Deep with David Reese, the television show. Uh, he has one episode on, like, how do you make toast? And he was talking to some scientist in a lab coat. I forget exactly what version of scientist they were. But they were like, oh, yeah. Like, it actually, like, it's totally exponential because as the bread toasts, it gets darker. And as the bread gets darker, it absorbs the heat more efficiently and quickly. Like, oh, just because, like, the color change, like, just changes how, like, you know the heat like interacts with it because dark colors absorb heat more. Um, and so like, yeah, it really does be, like become exponential. So if you can watch it while it's happening, then you can really retain that, like that nice, like inner chewiness, outer crunchiness. And also I don't actually always want butter on my toast. I often want butter what? on my toast. Sometimes I just want a little jam. Sometimes and again, this is sort of moving outside the, the definitional terms that we were working within. Sometimes I only just want to have toast for a sandwich. Like, I want to, like, have toasted bread for a sandwich. That's fine. That's still toast. 
I guess the fact that you, I, I'm absolutely flabbergasted by the by saying that you would not want butter. Like, there's no situation in which I mean, I love jam on toast. Don't get me wrong, but never have I thought like, mm, I don't think butter would add to this. Exp- like, what are you talking about? Okay, what about what what about? Uh, apple butter. Are you going to put butter and apple butter on the toast? You're not going to do that. You're just going to put the apple butter on the toast. You, first of all, I absolutely am. And also, uh, I mean, I know you do, but I'm just saying this. You know that apple butter isn't actually butter, right? Like, I it's not double butter just because it says butter in the name. No, I just don't think yeah, that I'm those absolutely gonna put apple but. I'm absolutely going to put butter and apple butter on it. It tastes like apple pie. I just feel like that's over. I feel like that's overdoing it. That's how I feel. Well, Dave, uh, I, I I think we could talk about this for longer. The the problem with this segment is that the whole point is that we will never agree on these things, and so there's no good way to end it because we're not going to come to a <laughs> there's conclusion. There's no good outro for this. All right, if anybody has a good idea, yeah. if anybody has a good idea for an outro, let us know. I'm mad at you and you're wrong. Let's talk about the episode, Dave. <laughs> Uh, no, we're not going to talk about it right now. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about episode 41 of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Again, it's called Snapped, the Blue Terror, Nezi Blue. Uh, its original air date was December 7th, 1997. It was written by Yasuko Kobayashi, same as the previous episode, and hopefully the same as the next few. I'm, I'm hoping that she just like wrote this whole run of episodes, because uh, they're good, and I like them. And we're going to talk about them when we come back after this. All right, welcome back. Episode 41, Dave, it's a good one. It is, dude, again, I know we've mentioned it a handful of times, Mega Ranger continues to be an exceptionally strong season. Yeah. Exceptionally strong. Well, and you know, now that we're sort of in the, uh, you know... I feel like we're in the early episodes of the last act. You know, there's only 10 more episodes of the mm-hmm. show, right? Yeah. Um, For sure. You know, like, they're really pour, pour, pouring on the gas. Yeah. So, episode starts, and it's a... Uh, <laughs> this is an awesome scene. And it's Dr. Hinalar, and he's going to see King Javius. And he's just like, oh, man, King... J- how are you, bud? Are you okay? Just, like, how are you feeling? And King Javius says, he's like, I feel better. All that medicine you gave me was really great. But I'm still, like, I'm still really below power, and I can't figure out why. And Hinalar is like, listen, don't worry about that. You just rest. Uh, we can we can worry about getting you back up to full strength when, uh, you know, once, once the medicine's really taken its effect. So, like, just chill. We'll get you through this. Uh, you know, leave it in my capable hands. You and me, bud. Trust me, together, your forever. beloved vizier. <laughs> Dude, I just I and never, never have a vizier. There's never been a good. There's never been like a faithful, an actual faithful, loyal vizier. Has there? I mean, I'm sure there must be. I just always like. I, I'm not. I just always think of Jafar is the thing. Jafar you can have, I really, like a Jafar, major domo. Jafar gave the rest of Viziers a bad name. Mm, or was he a type? That's what I'm saying. 
anyways, so he goes and he, he goes to see, the Hintelar does, he goes to see Uganda and Shibbolina and they're like, what's going on? He's like, oh yeah, I super drugged that guy. So the thing is, this medication is stopping King Javius from noticing that his power is missing. But the power is still missing. Now what I think is interesting about well, this, no, this I don't kind think of it's... answers a question I was wondering about. No, I think it's I no because he notices that it's missing, right? Because he already said he's like I still am low on power. I think what it does is it stops him from like noticing where it's going. Yes, I yeah. So like yeah, because he still definitely feels below his normal energy levels, but this yeah. medicine stops him from feeling that his energy is out in the world doing other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is important, because throughout this episode, his energy is out in the world, and it's doing other things. Just so much stuff. Um, So the Nezer Ranger, we see the Nezer Ranger, they're chatting, and they're like, man, I can't believe Pink bought it. They, they are not mourning Nezzy Pink, by the way. Like, they're all in equal parts, just like, either saying, well, she sucked, and so that's why she died, or... Like, no, she died because you were there and you didn't help her because you suck. Like, none of these people get along very well. Yeah, the, this, this is not... They are not rolling with the uh, the power of five of five here. And we zero in on Nezu Blue, predictably speaking, and he is, like, he is spoiling for a fight. He has a great line about, he's like, my hatchet cries out for death or something like that. But um, dude is really, really, really looking to mix it up. Right. Specifically, he is really looking to fight with Mega Blue. He's like, I got my target. I'm going after him. There's nothing else I can think about. Let's do this thing right now. So we get down to the high we school. We go from there. We're in the Digital Research Club. And the, the Mega Rangers are all talking. They're like, man, this sucks. Like, it's good that we beat one of them. But the Nezi Rangers are just stronger than us. Like, flat out. Like, they just are. And, like, there's fewer of them now, and that's good. But there's still a big problem. Like, if we could figure out a weakness to them that we could exploit, then maybe we could do that. Yeah. Now, they have a little chessboard, and then they have, like, five discs that are colored like them, and then five, like, other pieces that are colored with the same colors that are the uh, Nezzer Rangers. When, when Dave says curious. discs and other pieces, he means checkers and chess pieces. There are like five checkers okay. and then there are like five like pawns. Yeah, but they're all, they're the Ranger colors. So like my question is just like, why do they have these pieces? Because like there's no way they just, like there's no game that those go to. They just have them. Uh, Dave, and I'm like, currently holding... A custom um, D&D mini that is just a small statuette of myself that I had custom made and printed by our friend and 3D printed by our friend Cody. This doesn't go to any game. It's just a little miniature figure of me that I keep around for fun. Oh, yeah. Mine is, mine is up on my shelf here. Anyway. Yeah, so this is not, this is so... not weird. Or rather, it's not, it should not be weird to you and I. So Shun has an idea, uh, which is basically they're going to pull an axe of vengeance. Yes. So 
he is thinking about their adventure from the last week. And he says, like, like Pink really went at, like, Nezzy Pink really went after Mega Pink. So, like, we have noticed that they tend to target their opposite numbers. So, like, blue attacks blue, red attacks red, black attacks black. So the next time that we get into a fight with them, we just need to, like, change partners and dance, right? Like, like blue will attack red, red will attack yellow, and so forth. And that'll sort of throw them off their game, and we'll be able to beat them that way. Yeah. Dr. Kubota calls. The Ninja Rangers are spotted. Everyone's like, sweet, we've got this plan. Let's go do it. So they all, they show up. They square off with the Ninja Rangers. They do switch opponents, and it starts to work, and... It's not clear why it... Here's the thing. They're like, they're each trying to kill their opposite number of one of us. So if we switch it, it'll make them... I there's no, I, I don't understand why this works at all. Why, why it works no for the Mega Rangers or why like, it works for the Nezzy Rangers in a minute? No, why it works for the Mega Rangers. Well, I, like, there's I, no, I think, it's not like, that, oh, blue. No, no, no. No, I think this is easy. The, the, the reason that this works, Dave, is it's not because Mega Blue is like better suited to fighting Nezzy Red than he is to fighting Nezzy Blue. But when Nezzy Blue is fighting Mega Blue, Nezzy Blue is, like, in the pocket. He is focused. His, like, mind is on the razor's edge. He, like, is going after that guy. If he's attack, if if Mega Red is attacking okay. Nezzy Blue, then You're Nezzy Blue is like, I don't even want to be mental. fighting you. I want to be over there. And he feels, he's, like, magnetically drawn to another part of the, the you know, this whole melee. And so while okay. he's being distracted, Mega Red is able to take advantage of this. This is a pure, this is a distract, okay. No, I dig it. That makes a ton of sense. I was just like, because they never said anywhere like, Nezzy Blue has been specifically created to destroy Mega Blue. But I, your explanation absolutely works. Now, uh, it doesn't work for long, is the thing. Right. Their plan. Your explanation continues to be great. Yeah, the, the problem is but the Nezzy Rangers are just like, too much stronger. And so even though the Mega Rangers yeah, are able they, to like switch things around... They just get overpowered by, like, you know, like, Nezzy Blue just runs through Mega Red to get back to fighting Mega Blue. Like, they're not able to maintain these sort of separations. Yeah, so uh, Mega Silver jumps in, and Mega Silver and Mega Pink are, like, kind of trying to sort this out, because, of course, they're the only ones that don't have a, an opposite Nezzy Ranger. Mega Blue goes down. Nezzy Blue is just like... I see what you were trying to do here, but this was still a pretty pathetic plan. Right. Like, this is not... And also... You can't have thought that this was ultimately going to work. Specifically, the way that Mega Blue goes down is that Nezzy Blue... And I hope that I'm enunciating these clearly enough so that it makes any sense at all. Nezzy Blue, like, his, like, weapon, his, like, axe tomahawk thing, he's able to, like, throw it at uh, Shun, and it misses, but it's also like a boomerang, kind of, and it just curls around and hits him in the back. And so now Shun, not only has Shun's brilliant plan not worked, but he got, like, outsmarted by a boomerang axe, and he feels, well, he feels stabbed, which is bad, but he feels dumb, which is worse. Especially if you're Shun. Which is worse, specifically for him. Oh, we should have said, sorry, real quickly, uh, earlier... 
something that we didn't mention is that Javius was like, we can't send the Nezu Rangers out until we get... I'm sorry, Hanalar said, we can't send the Nezu Rangers out until I get Javius back on that medication because he can't know where his energy is going. So now, right at this pivotal moment in the fight, we flash back to Hinalar. Hinalar's like, oh, dang it, the medicine's about to wear off. Like, call the Nezu Rangers back right now. Right, and this is like right before Shun is about to get his head chopped off. Um, yeah. And the, the teleportation so, effect that they have, I, I, I don't know if they did the same teleportation effect in other episodes for the Nezu Rangers, but it's really cool. It's just like this ripple effect across the screen. As though, like, the screen is made out of water, and when this ripple goes past where the Nezu Rangers were, they're just not there anymore. It's dope. Yeah, it literally looks... It's a great effect. I think what they actually actually achieve it is it seems like they just put something in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. They just put, like, a piece of wavy glass in front of the camera and then run... It's a very clever thing. So we go from from there to the Nezu Dimension... And this is where we get the explanation because, like, Uganda is super confused, and uh, he's like, "Why did you do that?" And Doctor Hillary says, "Oh, he's like, I had to call them back because don't." He's like, "My plan is working, but we cannot underestimate Javius. Like, if he figured out what we were doing, he's still entirely capable of destroying all of us instantly." Right? Like, he would have to suspect us of treachery for like all of one second. And at the end of that second, we would be dead. So we're on a very tight schedule with this. Yeah. And then he reveals the origin of the Nezu Rangers. Yeah, because I think it's Shibalina is like, how are you doing all this? She's like, how does this all work? This is like absolutely crazy. Yeah, because it's not just that he has somehow managed to like, you know, make batteries out of the internal energy of King Javius and plug those batteries into the Nezi Rangers. What he has done is that the Nezi Rangers themselves are like made out like he got some of he got some cells from King Javius's body. You know, cells. Cells were really big in the nineties. So huge. Um, Cell also was really big. Cell in the 90s. was huge in the nineties, uh, and also the Cell, the uh, the Jennifer Lopez movie. Never saw it. Neither did Anyways. I. But I remember being in theaters. Anyway, so that's what these guys are like. The Nezi Rangers are like I don't know if they're cloned from the cells. Yeah, or they're like, like they're like weird. grown in a petri dish or something. Yeah, they're like cellular clone, but new entities that share whatever, but they're also cyborgs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Hinnelar does definitely say they are cyborgs of King Javius, but that doesn't make any sense at all. So I was just kind of ignoring it. Um, okay, we're in space. Well, okay, yes. actually, we're in a dream. We're in Shun's dream where he is remembering losing this fight. He wakes up. He's on the moon. He's in a hospital bed. He is surrounded by his friends and coworkers. They're like, hey, man, glad that you came to. Like, your plan was actually good. It didn't work, but it was good. Uh, you need to focus on, like, rusting and healing. We'll, like, get back to you later. Like, just chill here. 
Yeah. Uh, there's a quick scene of the Neza Rangers just absolutely spoiling for a fight. They're furious that Dr. Hinnelar called them back. Blue says, I don't even care. I kind of like it because it gives me a chance to prolong the agony. It'll be so much sweeter when I do actually kill Mega Blue. We go from there back to the hospital. Uh, Yusuku, who's Mega Silver, has come in. And if you remember, he's a fancy cook because he's like an expert level bachelor, which I love. Uh, he's made some fancy food for Shun. Shun, however, is not in the bed. Shun is in like some sort of media center lab. Uh, yeah. Basically, he's reviewing game tape. Yeah, absolutely. He's just watching the fight I over am, and over again. I am, again, very curious as to where... Because what he is just watching is the footage of the episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm deeply curious as to where he got it. My guess, and I feel like we always... Because this happens in like every series. And we have to like make a headcanon for each individual series. I think that in this case, we can either assume that this is satellite footage that is being captured by Galaxy Mega, or like, you know, the Mega ship as it's in orbit around the Earth, or that there are, like, cameras in the Mega Ranger suits that are, like, broadcasting footage back to home base. Which is much better than whatever we came up with for Die Ranger, which was just that, like... Their mentor was There's using cheese to like make videotapes. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Shun's very frustrated. He's like, "Oh man, like I thought I was so smart. I thought this plan would be better, etc." Um, Yusuku's like, "Listen, dude, let's work together. Like, we'll figure this out." And he's like, "No, be serious." And Yusuku's like, "I'm always serious." And I think you know, I actually kind of dig that line, and it seems really silly, but. When he says, I'm always serious, he actually is, that's actually fairly true. Like, he's very, uh, and this is one of the things I really like about Yusuku as a character, is that he is, like, really goofy and really casual and silly, but that is, like, a half an inch deep. And underneath that is an extremely serious dedication to, like, Inet. And the Mega Ranger program. Yeah. And, you know, like, being there for people. Um, I think Yuzuku is a fantastic character. Yeah, he has sort of, like, a light... You know, he's, he's a light guy, but he's not a flippant person. Yes. So, okay. So, while they're watching the tape on this TV, the, the TV just goes to static. Um, and Yusuke's like, ah, jeez, this TV's been on the fritz recently. And he just starts, like, shaking the TV. And Shuna's like, dude, aren't you, like, a genius engineer? Like, can't you just fix that? And Yusuke's like, yeah, but it's just the TV. Like, hang on a second. And he just, like, does a Fonzie, like, elbow strike to the side of the television. And that sort of, like, realigns the wires... I mean, I I've, I feel like I have done that sort of thing to an old TV before, but I don't know what hitting it actually does. Um, but when this when the when the video comes back on, when the, the video feed is showing again, whatever thing he did when he hit the TV screen, like the video was back, but the color is all off. It's just like grayscale. 
Yeah. Which I think is something that used and, to be able to happen with the TV, right? Oh, man, I got no idea. And he's just like, oh, that's weird. And then Shun's like, oh, that's it. Cut back down to Earth. We're at the high school. We're in the digital research lab. I feel like at some point we should have come up with a fun nickname for the digital research lab. Because we're. I feel like we're too late in the season now to have something stick. But just saying the name Digital Research Lab this many times in the episode, it's not, it doesn't well, I Yeah, no, I get it. But here's the thing. There's nothing fun about it. It's literally just like a classroom. It's like an auxiliary classroom with a bunch of computers in it. Right. It's, Anyways, not, like, it's not like the Dye Ranger. Is, I was thinking about it because I mentioned Dye Ranger a minute ago. You were thinking and about was, Murder Basement. I was thinking about the Murder Basement, which was so great. Yeah. Anyway. So the, here's the, okay. This is a beautiful exchange. Because Shun is really frustrated. And Kent is like, he's like, guys, uh, he's like, you just have to get used to it. You just have to be used to being fooled. And, uh, you know, you just kind of endure it, endure it quietly. That's just life. It's that everyone is smarter than you. And uh, you <laughs> you're just constantly being made to look like an idiot. And if you just get yeah. used to and it, you you'll be of, a lot happier. Yeah. Shun, of course, is like, no, that's not me because I am smart. You are a big dummy, though. So it's good that you have that attitude. He's like, here's the plan. We're all going to be. Well, wait, okay. What he does is he spray paints all of the checker pieces blue. What he clearly is indicating is we're all going to be mega blue. Yeah. Then so. as a ranger attack, we go from there to the industrial yard. Boom. There's five mega blues. Uh, it's pretty cool. Nezu, you know who loves this plan, actually, even more than Shun, possibly? Is Nezu Blue. He's like, this is amazing. Five times as many Nezu Blues or Mega Blues for me to kill. Sure, it's all I this ever wanted. This suits me just fine. I'll murder all of you. Now, Nezu Yellow, Black, and Red are not joining the fight yet. They're just standing there watching Nezu Blue raid in. And then eventually they're like, oh... I don't know which one, but one of those guys is my guy. I'm just going to attack one of them, but they're not really focused. Like, their their attacks are okay, and some of them are landing, but they're like, hey, are you Nezzy Red? Because, like, I really need to know. That's, like, vitally important to me. I'm saying and they're like, red, we'll yeah. never tell. Eventually, Nezzy Yellow just gets fed up, and she leaves. Uh, she's like, this is dumb. You guys are all, like, arguing with each other about which one of these are your targets. Like, I've got better things to do. I'm just out of here. None of you are yellow, so yep. I don't care. So, then, um, out of nowhere, I just, like, there's, like, a new factor, which is Nezzy Silver. Yeah, like and these he rolls huge up. Like, he's lightning like, bolts like hit the ground. Oh, There's explosions dude. everywhere. He's like, I am your ultimate enemy. Uh, Dr. Kubota is just like, oh, no, this is very bad. And the other Neza Rangers are like, who the, Who are you? Like, Dr. Hinalar didn't tell us anything about a Nezi Silver. Have we been betrayed? Like, like, are you going to try to target uh, our targets? Because you can't, because those belong to us. Yeah. So, uh, at this point, it really is 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 pure chaos. Um, it's like the 
blue and red and black are like fighting. Nezi blue, red, and black are fighting each other, trying to get to their targets. Um, Nezi silver is like absolutely wrecking the Mega Rangers. Uh, it's absolute pandemonium. Right. Eventually, Nezi red and Nezi black are like, all right, we're like we're gone. We're not dealing with this. Yeah. And then, like, Nezi Blue turns. Only one Mega Blue is standing. And Nezi Blue is like, okay, well, like, now it's just you and me. Everyone else has left us. And he goes to attack. And gets attacked by another Mega Blue from behind, who is Shun. And he's like, no, you're an idiot. You picked the wrong one. This whole thing was my brilliant scheme. Because Nezi Silver does not exist. Uh, Nezi Silver yes. is, in fact, Yusuku in a costume. Uh, it's not even, like, a like a mega suit. It's literally just a costume. Because then he transforms into Mega Silver. So it's not like he was Mega Silver and Mega Silver had, like, a different hat on. He was just Yusuku in, a, in like, a rubber suit who then transforms into Mega Silver to rejoin the fight. It's very good. And also, he takes his helmet off. He takes the Nezi Silver helmet off. And I always love it when you get to see one of them not wearing the helmet, but wearing the rest of the suit. Extremely good. Choice, in fact. Yeah. So, uh, Nezi Blue just takes a ton of hits, and he reveals to be Nezi Bizarre. And he looks like uh, Anime Sub-Zero. He looks like Anime Sub-Zero. He looks like Kaiju Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, There you go. I do feel like there's supposed to be... And he's like a cold-based monster. I feel like there's supposed to be a pun here with like Nezi Bizarre and and like Nezi Blizzard. I think there probably was, yeah. But... um, He's just a big spiky guy. So... He's a big spiky guy with ice powers, so they call uh, Mega Voyager, Mega Spartan, or Spartan... Uh, no, Winger. Me- Mega Winger. Mega Winger. Mega Winger. Um, uh, Mega Winger a pretty cool is fighting, bit. is like doing all the fighting, because very early in the fight, Mega Voyager gets frozen. Like, frozen in a block of ice frozen. Yes. Uh, and they are doing stuff to, like, divert power, to try to melt the ice... Uh, which they do eventually do. Yeah, like they they divert all of the power to like their their core, I think, just to like supercharge it and to like overheat, like overclock the system, and that lets all the ice melt. And they're like, okay, we need to turn down the temperature. And then they realize, like, well, I know we just built up a bunch of like way too much like overclocked energy, like right next to these lasers. Let's just shoot these lasers while they're very strong. Uh, yeah, uh, which is so like that's the, what they do. It's the second episode in a row that they're that they've done that, and I wonder if that's going to be like how they defeat all of these Nezir Rangers is by like. I, I hope like, not. But I think it's fun because they're doing it in different ways. Like before, they diverted all of the power to the Spartan bullet, and then this one they diverted it all to like the chest lasers. You know, like I feel like there's a lot of interesting things you can do with that that lets them use the weapons they've already got. In ways that we haven't seen before. I could, yeah, I mean, as long as it stays, you know, novel, I think that... And also, there's fun. not that many episodes um, so left. Then, it's not like they're going to do it for 25 yeah. episodes when we're going to get sick of it. So, um, Hinalar is confused. So he dies. Mega Blizzard, Mega Bizarre dies. Hinalar is very confused and angry. 
And uh, then we go up to Inet, and Dr. Kubota is, like, very hurt because he did not know about this plan. Yeah, he's like, guys, you almost gave me a heart attack. Like, you made me think there was a sixth Nezzy Ranger. That's not good. Like, I like I am very stressed out. Uh, you should definitely let me know when this stuff happens before. Uh, he... I forget who tips it, but somebody figures out, like, lets him know that it was Yusuke's plan. He's not thrilled about that. Um, he's like, but you know what? It's fine. We all won. It's okay. Let's go out for some fancy yakiniku for everyone here. Except for you, Yusuke, because I'm not buying lunch for Nezzy Silver. <laughs> Which I yeah. think is very fun. <laughs> um, um, and that's the end yeah, of the episode. That- um, I... We are sit are holding off on ranking the uh, ranking the Nezzy Rangers individually. Correct? Yes. Although, well, okay. I would say I like Nezzy Blue better than Nezzy Pink. Oh, um, I don't know about that actually. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we can. We'll just put them all down. We can debate it later. I would say. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Let's debate them against each other when we're done with the series, and then figure out where they sort of all go on the the greater list. That is the creature royale. Uh, but for now, Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of the Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Uh, before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail want to get any update on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on twitter we are at super sentai bros if you like the show please remember that shining in the itunes review section there are five stars if you'd like to rate review subscribe on there that'd be very lovely of you the super sentai brothers are a production of retrograde orbit radio to find all of the other great retrograde orbit radio shows you can find them all at retrogradeorbitradio.com once again we are the super sentai brothers i'm matt I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Mega, mega, 